It's Murphy Houston. Yep, it is Mile High Magazine Sunday morning, and we appreciate you being here and listening. Always fun to talk to somebody local, especially when it's somebody that I know, kind of a friend of Mile High Magazine. No exception here. It's Andrea Malcolm, who is the big wig, the Molly Brownhouse Museum Director. Andrea, good talking to you again. Hello, Murphy. Thanks for having me. Well, you know how much I love the Molly Brown House, right? We've had discussions before about all the cool things you do down there. And uh, what's going on now? You got to talk about this because this is this is top shelf stuff. You know, let's back up. Let's. I'm getting so excited about this. Let me back up a little bit. Let's explain about Molly Brown and the connection to the Titanic and the connection to Denver. Can we do that? Just so people Absolutely. that are kind of new that don't know what's going on there, you explain it. Yes, so here at the Molly Brown House Museum, we are actually home to Margaret Tobin Brown, and she's most famous for having survived the sinking of the Titanic. If you come and visit the museum, you'll learn the Titanic was just sort of a week in the life of a very busy and influential woman who was able to help so many people, not only here in Denver, but across the United States. But really, it's that Titanic story that draws people in. And for the 110th anniversary of the Titanic this year, we are in the final weeks of our Heroine of the Titanic exhibit, where you get to explore not only Mrs. Brown's story, but the stories of all the other people who are on the Titanic that you might not know about. Um, It was an immigrant ship, so we have passengers from Sweden, from Ireland, from Syria. So we're really exploring who are these other people on the ship. Now, you, uh, I didn't know that. That's new parts. Every time I talk to you, Andre, I learned something new. I didn't realize it was a, an immigrant ship. Explain that. Was people from all over the world or just a few countries you mentioned? Uh, people from all over the world. Wow. So we think of the Titanic as a luxury liner yes, that yes. only the most wealthy people traveled on in first class. You had the Astors, Guggenheim, you know, you had the Strausses. So it was a who's who of, of the wealthy elite um, traveling on the ship. But that was just a small percentage of the passengers. Most of the people on ship in the second and especially third class passenger, they were coming to the United States to start a new life for the first time. So if you can imagine these families who are hopeful about, you know, what's waiting for them on the other side and then to have this tragedy befall where families are torn apart, you know, they, you know, fathers and and sons are going down with the ship and, you know, the women and children are going on the boats and to have that be, you know, how you're starting out a new life in the United States. So I think it's important to remember that that is a big part of, of the Titanic story. Absolutely it is. In fact, I probably know more than maybe the average person because I talked to you so much. I did not know that. You and I have never talked about the immigrant nope. edition of that. That's that's interesting. It's really interesting. Yep. And so there were some unusual things you had this year during the summer with the 110th anniversary going on. Weren't there other displays you don't normally have? Yes, so we were able for this exhibit only to acquire some amazing Titanic artifacts Um, So if you come in these last couple of weeks, you'll be able to see things that were on, you know, that a passenger had with them on the ship, uh, things, you know, representatives of the China on the ship, the silver. um, And we have some very special objects uh, close to Mrs. Brown, including a small good luck charm that she had with her when she was on board the Titanic in Carpathia. And then we just had um, come to us a special piece of a ship, 
It's called a binnacle, and it's what houses the ship's compass. And the binnacle we have on exhibit right now is from the RMS Olympic, which is sister ship to the Titanic. And funny enough, through family family being you know passing this object down, there's a Denver family that has this binnacle in their collection, You're and kidding. they're loaning us loaning it to us here at the museum. So you get to see these really cool rare artifacts on exhibit for the first time here at the museum, and. Um, just a few more weeks to come and see them. Well, even if you've been down to the Molly Brown House, you haven't seen those items before. No, nope. They're new to us, so we're so excited to be able to have them. Now, let's back up a little bit. So this binnacle, which I'm trying to visualize what that looks like, the big it was probably in the main cabin of the ship where the captain was doing the steering, and it was a big compass inside this? Yeah, so it's it's about four and a half feet tall, and it's made of wood and metal, and it houses the compass, and and it, what it does is this housing of the binnacle counteracts sort of the magnetic interference that the ship itself produces. Um, so it allows the compass to point to true north without sort of the compass being surrounded like that. The sure. compass wouldn't wouldn't point to the right direction, so they wouldn't be able to navigate the ship. So it's a pretty cool piece of nautical history to be able to come and see it. Um, and it's from the Olympic when it was decommissioned. And it was in a, fam- a family here in Denver had it, or has yep, it? Yep, it belongs to a family here in Denver, and they've decided to to loan it to us for this exhibit and for longer term. So you can come and see it and see this great piece of, of, of ship history. Very cool. That's very cool. And speaking of this exhibit that's been going on all summer, but it's it's around for a while yet. Yep, we have a few more weeks. Uh, it runs through September 25th. So how long, I mean, how much does it cost to get involved with that? Is it the same price as always or something different? Yep, so you can come see the heroine of the Titanic exhibit. Uh, We're open Tuesday through Sunday, and it's just included with our general admission. And we have guided options, or you can explore the house and see all these objects on your own with the help of a digital guide. Oh, it's wonderful. you got to take the kids down there to see this place. It it is just so historical, and we're so blessed to have that right here in Denver, the Molly Brown House. We're talking to Andrea Malcolm, who is the uh, museum director of the Molly Brown House. So let's back to uh, the immigrant portion of the Titanic that maybe a lot of people didn't know about. So there's a film out about this. Is that correct? Yes. So um, there is a documentary that was produced um, in just in the last couple of years. And we're so excited to be able to do a screening of it here in Denver that really highlights one specific aspect of that immigrant story. Uh, The documentary is called The Six. And uh, it's done by filmmaker Stephen Schwenkert. And he heard the story of there being Chinese men on the Titanic. And he really wanted to dive into sort of why were there Chinese men on the Titanic, what happened to them. So this uh, documentary is his discovery about this small group of men on on the Titanic and what happened to them. Wow. And, and can we give a little more about the history, or are you just kind of leaving the suspense so we come down and see the film? Uh, we want to leave a little bit of suspense. It's just, it's such a cool story that you just don't hear about in connection with the Titanic. Um, so this documentary breaks down what, you know, where they, these gentlemen were coming from, what happened to them, because, of course, at this time in American history, we have the Chinese Exclusion Act in place. Uh, so Chinese passengers aren't even allowed to disembark from ships. Um, so this is a mystery uh, that, that Stephen Schwenkert wanted to solve, and this documentary really gets at the heart of this story of 
the Titanic being an immigrant ship or ship for other people, you know, not just the wealthy like Mrs. Brown. So where is this screening? Is it at the Molly Brown House? So we are doing it in partnership with the Alamo Draft House, Wells oh. Lake, um, and it'll be on September 15th. You can get tickets right now at mollybrown.org. And what makes this really important to Denver beyond the Molly Brown House Museum connection is we're partnering with another nonprofit called Colorado Asian Pacific United. Okay. And they're a coalition of Asian American and Pacific Islanders here in Denver who really want to <clears throat> advance the story of Asian Americans here in Denver and how important they were to our founding. Um, So we're working with them to talk about how we document Denver's early Chinatown and then how we talk about, you know, that part of our history. So we're partnering with them so that this film viewing is also going to be a fundraiser for both of our organizations so we can tell this part of Denver history. So at certain levels, you get um, a cool hat from Colorado Asian Pacific United. At certain levels, you get free popcorn. Um, So there's lots of great sort of ticket entry points for this documentary. Plus, you know, you get to support not one, but two great local organizations. So will they be there, this uh, Asian group, talking about the history of that for Denver? Uh, yeah, so Colorado Asian Pacific United will also be joining us, and then filmmaker Stephen Schwenkert will be virtually oh. joining us live oh. for a Q&A as part of the experience. Now that gets exciting. you got the man yeah. that knows the story, let alone the, the film that he produced. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. So you yep, say that there's like there's like different levels, you mean different expense for the tickets and the packages you get? Yep, so we have different ticket packages starting at $30. That gets you access to the film and the Q&A with Steven Schwankert. And then from there, we start adding in things like VR goggles or special hats, uh, bottomless popcorn and soda. Or there's a special uh, package for two people uh, where you get two reserved seating tickets, you get a special hat, you get the VR goggles that uh, Colorado Asian Pacific United has created. And these goggles are cool because they help you see what lower down downtown look like you know 125 years ago oh boy um, and you get to explore what chinatown looked like in lodo at the time it's really cool that is really cool i like that idea now so where do we get tickets for this is there a special place so tickets are all available at mollybrown.org so you should be able to see it right on our home screen uh, for the screening of the six um, and you can just click through and buy tickets there at those different levels now, you said this movie's been out for a while, this documentary. Is it is it like on a streaming thing on TV, only see it in theaters? How does that work? So it's been very limited screening here in the United States. So we're very fortunate to be able to get access to the film and be able to show it. Um, so And plus, it's a great way to see it in a movie theater on the big screen. Well, that's the way you should see any movie, really, is on, yep. on the big screen. And, of course, you get, yep. you know, if you pay, you get free popcorn. Oh, how about that? Yep. You know, that's, <laughs> if it's, you know, popcorn, I'm in there. I'm all over that. But it's so neat to have that history here in Denver and with Molly Brown because she was quite a woman for her time, wasn't she? She sure was. And we really like to, you know, what was Mrs. Brown involved in in her time? How does that connect to Denver's history? Um, And how can we sort of talk about some of the things that we're wrestling with today? And how do those things connect? So we like to, we call it pulling that historical thread through to the, to the present time so we can make sense of the headlines that we see today because usually there's a historical background to all of it. Yeah, and to think of how she would be involved with what's going on in our country today. Don't you think Mm -hmm. she'd be right in in there? 
she's always in the thick of things, so absolutely. <laughs> and, and people don't realize, and you've taught me this, Andre, over the years, that when it came to women's suffrage, suffrage in the voting, she was right there and, and, and helped Colorado get the women to vote well before a lot of other states. Yep. So she was active in the suffrage movement. She uh, helped start different orphanages and things like that here in Denver. She helped build playgrounds. Uh, so she was very active, helped build the cathedral, St. Joseph's Hospital. Um, so she was quite active here. And then, of course, a little bit after the Titanic, she actually made a very small and quick bid for U.S. Senate. Uh, but then it, it came to be that she didn't want to run against Senator Thomas, who was also pro-suffrage. I mean, so she's always been in the thick of it. And those issues that she was addressing in her time, we see a lot of those same issues needing to be addressed today. Exactly correct. And see, people seem to only remember the sinking of the Titanic and her surviving that. And the fact that her good luck charm was there, people might want to touch that. I mean, it worked for her. Yep, it's so cool for us to have that good luck charm. It's the first time we've ever been able to borrow it. And it just to to see it and know that that was with her throughout the Titanic sinking and then onto the Carpathia is just so extraordinary to see that little bit of history right there in front of you. And I think you've told me in the past, too, Andre, that during the sinking of the Titanic, you know, it was women and children first, but she was very involved with helping people during the sinking. Yep. She was, you know, it's, it's you know, barely controlled chaos, you know, as, as finally, you know, two hours after the ship hits the iceberg, they realize they need to start putting passengers onto lifeboats. You know, people are trying to get up from, from the lower levels of the ship. You know, they're telling people, no, no, just women and children into the lifeboats. Um, men need to stay behind. And that includes, you know, boys as young as, you know, 13, 12, 10 years old who are being asked to stay behind. And, you know, we know the Titanic did not have enough lifeboats. It did not have enough life vests because they weren't required to at that time. No, exactly. Uh, so, so in the aftermath, Mrs. Brown really spoke out about the need for all of these, you know, regulations, you know, for ships and safety protocols. Very cool. Now, again, tell us how long the 110th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic, your display goes on for two more weeks? So we have just a few more weeks of Heroin of the Titanic. It runs through September 25th. Uh, you can check it out and get more information on mollybrown.org. You can even buy advanced tickets to come and see the exhibit, uh, whether you want to do a self-guided or guided experience. Um, and then our screening of the 6th will be at Alamo Draft House Cinema Sloan's Lake on September 15th at 6 p.m. And again, get tickets where? Same place? Same place. Mollybrown.org is... Your one-stop shop. <laughs> well, we'll leave it right there. Andrea Malcolm, <laughs> always exciting. I love talking to you. Museum director for the Molly Brown House. Take advantage of these opportunities and include the kids. It's local history. It's national history. It's worldwide history. And it's all right here. Andrea, always good having you on Mile High Magazine. Thank you so much, Murphy. Thank you guys, too. Now, don't go away. we got more coming up here. Murphy Houston, Mile High Magazine.